Hey, welcome to the 1138 Podcast, a podcast where I interview people I know who have lived great lives for God. My hope is to encourage you to go forward in the name of Jesus with your life. The world is not worthy of my guests, and I hope you're encouraged as you listen. My name is Rudy, and thanks for catching up with me. Welcome to the 1138 Podcast. Thanks for listening to our third episode here, where I am interviewing Jenny Wilkowski, a good friend of mine from Peoria, Illinois. Um, I met Jenny and Ed uh, about 11 years ago when we moved our family to Normal, Illinois. And um, Ed and Jenny have just been good friends to us for many, many years. I've always been struck by Jenny's uh, kindness and her, um, her, her strength of conviction um, if you know Jenny, you know what I'm talking about and her kind eyes and her, her sweet smile, but she is a woman of purpose and, um, I just really admire her, um, yeah, just her professionalism, but also just how hospitable she is and how much she really relies on the Lord. And so in this interview, we get a chance to catch up. We hadn't talked in over a year and uh, get a chance to catch up and, and hear what's been going on with her and how she's trying to follow the Lord now. So again, thanks for listening. And I hope this um, this time together really does encourage you. All right. Have a listen. This is Jenny, my friend Jenny Wilkowski. Say hi, Jenny. Hi. <laughs> and we're now doing this podcast. Woo! Woo! And so I wanted to get Jenny on because I'm doing this podcast called the 1138 podcast comes from Hebrews 1138. Do you know what it says? It says, that's right. Yeah. The world was not worthy of them. So I know amazing people. God's just put me in a place to know amazing people. And Jenny, you're one of them. And to me, I think the world is not worthy of you. You have done crazy things. You keep following Jesus. You keep going. You're all over the world. You're you're a mom. You're a wife. You're a missionary. You're a church woman. You're lots of things. <laughs> a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the world, I just believe that. The world's not worthy of you. The world doesn't probably even know you. But the reality yeah. is... I think you have so much to offer and you're doing so much for the Lord. And so my question to you is, what do you think of that? I think that is a very liberal application of that verse, Rudy. (laughs) (laughs) When I think of people the world is not worthy of, it's people like Corey Ten Boom and uh, Stephen, the martyr for Jesus and all the other martyrs for Jesus. And Mm. I'm just a person. Every day is trying to um, trying to fight against the temptation of the world to forget about God. Yeah. How do you fight that? That's really good. Well, it's uh, easiest when I'm home because I have a routine. So I get up in the morning, I get up early, I work out, and then I spend time with God. And it's so important to spend that 20, 25 minutes every day reading mm. the word and praying and trying to focus and not always succeeding very well, but mm. setting aside the time <clears throat> to put things in perspective because I get, you know, stressed out and anxious a fair amount and I'm not really a laid back person, mm. really high stress person. Um, so 
making the specifically making the time to not be productive. Actually, it is kind of productive to me because it's a, something that I want to do, right? So it's something that I can, in a sense, check off my list. But mm-hmm. that's a big thing. Another thing that I've really been <clears throat> doing um, a fair amount this year is actually fasting, which has oh. been incredibly valuable. It's been a bit of a hard year work-wise, and it's incredible the difference that fasting makes on my attitude. Mm it's a stark contrast before and after just taking, um, setting aside time to not eat what I want to eat and not very eat very much and just be hungry and be okay with being hungry. Mm. It's, it's kind of amazing the impact that that has on just reminding me that this world is not my home and, Uh. um, this world is painful. Like there is in this world, you will have trouble. Mm-hmm. Choosing to make myself uncomfortable with food or with a lack of food um, is kind of representative of the choices that you can make every day to give up something that you want for the sake of Christ. Hmm. That's been that's been a really good discipline this year that I started doing a bit more. How, how did, so the Bible talks about fasting mm-hmm. and the people of God have fasted for centuries. How did you come across for your life? Cause it sounds like this is a new thing or relatively new thing for you in terms of the, the habit or the discipline being for you. Yeah. So, so how did you come there? So my, our church every January does a 21 day fast and we've been going to this church for six or seven years now. And so we've done some aspects of fasting to Mm -hmm. some degree in January. And this year, prior to the fast, I read a book on fasting to try Mm -hmm. to, because it's never fun, right? I never actually want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wanted to get more out of it this year. And the book was really helpful. It's called fasting mm-hmm. um but it was really helpful to we'll put that in the show notes by the way can you what's the, who's the author sorry um i don't know we'll get it we'll get it later we can get it later um but just to kind of frame up the why what you should how you'd go about fasting and what the purpose is and and why you do it. One of the points that he made was the Bible says when you pray, when you give, when you fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and his point is if you don't do any one of those three, you're not doing what God expects you to do. Mm-hmm. Fasting is something that no one wants to do because it's mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. And if you live in this country, why would you do it on purpose? Like mm-hmm. rather than some delicious food on purpose. But so this year, the January fast was. Um, it was hard, but it was really good. And then I actually went to a, a leadership conference for work uh, mm-hmm. in March, I think, February or March. And one of the speakers I had was actually a doctor. And she was talking about the benefits of fasting, too, not from a spiritual uh, perspective, but just yeah. from a perspective. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty motivating to me to continue <clears throat> continue doing it throughout the year. So um, Ed and I have been doing it together once a month, every six weeks, we'll do like a partial fast for five days. Okay. It's been really good. 
So can I can I ask you more about this? Sure. So partial fast every every once a month, five days. What yeah. what is the partial part of that? What what is it? So what like? this doctor recommended was the first day eat eleven hundred calories and then seven hundred calories for the next four days. Mm. That kind of it. Um, the easiest I actually found the easiest way for me to do it is to just like eat very little throughout the day and then just eat it kind of normal there. Mm. And it helps me. Um, it's just, again, it's the, the hunger is then just a reminder throughout the day of people don't live by bread alone, but by the very word of God. You know, that's just mm. in my head every time I'm hungry. You don't live by bread alone, you live on the word of God. Wow. So um, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you interviewed on this podcast was because I think of you as kind, really kind, your Thanks. eyes, your smile, your demeanor overall, but also um, strong. Like you have convictions, you have beliefs, you have disciplines even. And and I think out of, I know a lot of people, but a, a lot of the people I know, I think you're fairly unique in that. Like it seems like you have this this great strength combined with this great, gentleness and kindness Rudy you're such an encourager <laughs> well no no and I see that and so this is I guess the question here is do you think you're a disciplined person and and how does like what about for the undisciplined <laughs> like what, <laughs> what do you tell them about fasting because I'm I, I agree with you Jesus made it clear in the Sermon on the Mount when you fast yeah. that there is an aspect of this is what the people of God do. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? So are you disciplined and it, do you think that helps? And, or what are what about for the undisciplined? So yes, I am disciplined. I'm, um, when I decide to do something, I just do it. Now, getting to the point where I decide to do it isn't always quick. Mm -hmm. So I've, there's been weeks where I said, this is gonna be a fasting week and then it just flopped. Okay. So yeah. you're you're not always hitting a hundred percent. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. no. I wish I was, but um, this last time I did it was probably the best one that I had, where I actually stuck to the plan for all five days. Mm -hmm. I don't actually stuck to the full plan for the full five days for any of the whatever four okay. or five times prior to that. Okay. Pretty close. Pretty close, mm -hmm. but. Um, if I, I have to say this is like if I just wake up in the morning and think maybe I should fast today, it's not gonna work. It, like it's not, it's just not yep. gonna. I have to have put a plan out there ahead of time. Like this, okay, I'm gonna start in two weeks. I'm gonna do it from Sunday to Thursday, and that's gonna be my plan. And try not to schedule lunch with anyone then, or try not mm -hmm. to schedule like a work dinner then, because mm -hmm. that's probably gonna throw things off kilter. But and then yeah. doing it with Ed was super helpful too, because if I just try to do it by myself and Ed's making like melted caramel chocolate chip cookie bars for dessert or something, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it's a good question though. I mean, for the undisciplined person, uh, I don't know, three. Get a buddy, get a buddy mm -hmm. who is disciplined and write mm -hmm. down what you eat and share it with someone. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That makes sense to me. I'm getting a little echo. Are you catching an echo? No. Okay. Maybe it's just on my end. We'll see. Okay. (laughs) So thanks for sharing that. That's helpful. Um, So again, I, I do know, or at least I think I know, that you're still traveling for work. Yeah. And so... So I want to know about fasting and travel. Is that part of just the scheduling thing that you're doing and you're scheduling it out really well? Or are you fasting, you know, as you travel? And then secondly, as you kind of, the second question there is, what are you doing these days? So, um, (laughs) you know, on your typical day, what are your, what are your multiple roles you're filling and playing in life? Okay. So, um, Let's see. I'll start with what do I do? So I work for Caterpillar. I'm a product manager. So if you okay. think of a dozer or an excavator, you know the tracks that it moves on. I'm responsible for that. Mm-hmm. So the design, the sourcing, the manufacturing, commercial strategy, that's my responsibility. Okay. So I do travel a fair amount. I go um, visit suppliers, visit our manufacturing facilities, I visit our dealers and our customers. So um, I could go to China a fair amount. I go to Korea a fair amount. I was in Brazil a few times in the last year, um, US, Europe. So kind of all over the place. Mm. Um, when I travel, I don't fast. I mm-hmm. plan my fasting times around that. Mm-hmm. Um, travel, actually, you, you never really know when you're going to eat <laughs> when you're traveling. Sure, yeah. Or what you're going to be eating when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. So, um, the best times... My best trips are when I um, specifically choose to try to not be productive the whole time, like productive work-wise, because I always have so much work to do that I could just work nonstop. I mean, everyone's the same way, right? You, you always have stuff yeah. that you could do to do more to yeah. do better. Mm-hmm. When I travel, if I make the choice to intentionally, like in the airplane, instead of trying to just get a bunch of work done, but really just spend a couple hours and sit there and listen to worship music or, um, you know, instead of reading just a novel to pass the time quick, more quickly read a Christian book. Listen Um, to this podcast in a few months. Listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But then it really does have a pretty significant impact on how the whole trip will turn out. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, I I really like to be productive and I really like to get stuff done. So it's always, it is a discipline for me to stop that, to turn that switch off, yeah. to try to rest and focus on God instead. Yeah. But it always makes for a much better trip, you know, in the, in the long run. Yeah, well, that makes sense. So you're, how long have you worked for Caterpillar? 19 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's Getting great. Older. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I, I guess that's true. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We can say that. That's yeah. that's a fact. Yeah. That is a fact. That is a fact. Yeah. yeah that's how life works. Huh? So, um, when it comes to your job, it's taking you all over the world. You just said, mm-hmm. um, how how are you living for the Lord? How do you how do you travel the the distance and the time that it takes. 
and 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 do it in a in a godly way. Do you do it in a godly way? <laughs> I'm assuming you do, but uh, well, I don't you know. think so. Yeah. Um. So I, I guess a few things. Um, so I, you know, I have two kids and I have a husband, mm-hmm. and I am in a very unique and uh, just I'm so blessed with who God led me to marry because Ed is just one. He's just an incredible guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love how God paired us together because who he made us, we are such different people, mm. but we appreciate the differences about one another. So I'm, you know, a, an achiever and I love to, uh, I have the gift of leadership. I love to lead stuff and achieve and, and accomplish great things. Uh, that's how I'm wired. Ed is a servant he mm-hmm. to serve people and he couldn't care less about accolades or, um, you know, kudos or he just, he's just got such a wonderful servant's heart. So mm-hmm. he is happy to not, to not make any money. Like he's a stay at home dad and he mm-hmm. um, takes great care of the kids. So that allows me to be able to do the traveling that I do and still, and not have to worry about the kids. That's huge. Um, but, and, and volunteers, a lot in his free time, as you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. which again is just awesome. Um, but when, so when I'm traveling, I don't have to worry about the kids. I love my kids and I miss them, of course. Mm-hmm. Well taken care of. And then when I'm home, like when I'm not working, I try to be present here. And I, mm-hmm. I try to actually be here mentally, not just physically, but mentally in the evenings and on the weekends. I try not to do too much work so I can be with Ed and the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting when traveling, there have been some interesting challenges that are presented. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the first times I traveled with my boss, um, very we have, we're very different people, um, very different, you know, beliefs and everything. So when you're in China, the way you do business. Um, you can meet during the day, but the real business is done in the evening over lots of um, baiju, it's called. It's this Chinese rice wine, they call it, but it's mm. terrible. It's like lighter fluid. Super, <laughs> super strong. And the mm. culture is you pour a little shot and then you give someone a toast and then you gum by, you go down the hatch. Mm. And I don't drink very much. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'm not opposed to drinking. I'll have a glass of wine or something, but mm-hmm. I don't get drunk because of you know, my faith. and. Mm-hmm. So the first time I traveled with my boss, he was giving me quite a hard time about um, this is Jenny, you have to drink. This is how business mm-hmm. is done in China. This is what you mm-hmm. have to do. I was getting pretty irritated actually, because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do that. And luckily mm-hmm. I had another friend that was was traveling with us and I kind of was talking to him afterwards and I was telling him how annoyed I was at my boss for putting all this pressure on me to get drunk. And mm. he, he brought the right perspective and he's like, just think about it from his, what he, what he's trying to do is actually uh, help you. He's trying to coach you in how to do international business. He doesn't know your convictions. He's just saying mm. this is operate in the international business world. And so that was really good. And so I actually had a conversation with my boss and I told him, Hey, I don't get drunk. 
I've never gotten drunk and I never will get drunk. So mm-hmm. I will drink a little bit with these guys, but I'm not going to drink as much as everyone else is going to drink. I and mean, yeah. that's, that's just, it doesn't fit in with my, my faith. Mm-hmm. And when I told him that, then he was totally fine. And he mm-hmm. didn't put any more pressure mm-hmm. on But I was really glad to, it was just, it was really interesting. I was glad that my friend was there with us because I realized my boss doesn't know me that well. And he doesn't know my convictions and he doesn't know mm-hmm. I have not talked with him about that because I know yeah. uh, I know enough about his background to know that he wouldn't necessarily be interested in that discussion. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to even have the chance to say, hey, I'm just not going to do that because my faith says that's that's not mm-hmm. something I want to do, mm-hmm. which is really good. Um, mm. It's still kind of interesting, though. I mean, still, when I go out to dinner in China, there's a lot of pressure to drink a lot. Mm. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Say no. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a woman. They don't put as much pressure on me, I think, because I'm a woman. But. Yeah. Do you do you battle or do you experience loneliness on the road, or is it no? You're okay. Um, it's gotten better. I mean, when I first started traveling, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's but I'm usually quite busy. I'm mm-hmm. like, there's not a lot of time to be lonely just because it's mm-hmm. typically one city each day. So every night you're in a different hotel. So mm-hmm. just pretty busy. And then I'm mm-hmm. home. if I have to be there over the weekend, then that's then I get really lonely and I get really homesick for. Mm-hmm. Know, but during mm-hmm. the week. That's good. Yeah. That'd be hard. Yeah. So. <laughs> Actually, one of the things that happened to me was Ed went on a mission trip for a couple of weeks in mm. the spring. He went with our church down to Brazil. And you mentioned that, yeah. It was great because um, I stayed with the, you know, I was home with the boys that I had to navigate my schedule so I could be home and, you know, when they got home from school and everything. Yeah. But it was, um, it, what was great about it was. I could see that they were actually just fine with him not being there. You know, like they missed him, but we all missed him, but it was okay. It was yeah. just a time. But mm-hmm. that was really helpful for me. Like, okay, good. So when I go on business trips, they're okay. Like I yeah. don't have to feel as bad. They're not just sitting there miserable because mom's not there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would help. Yeah, it did help quite a bit actually. Oh yeah. Otherwise you're you're that actually that could have been really bad. Yeah. <laughs> if they were like that, that would be fine. But like, that would be right. bad. Like, you would right. probably made it really hard to leave again. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I didn't think about that. So, how are how are you? I mean, we talked earlier off camera that we hadn't spoken in about 15, 16 yeah. months or something, um, which is really sad. But I really do remember. I really like that lunch that we had. I actually still remember it. And and we were sitting out outside on the square in uh, downtown Peoria. And and it for me, it meant a lot that you would take your time for lunch to come and, and have lunch with me. So. Of course I would. Oh, I know. But you're busy and you got a lot going on. So, you know, I just thought that was really sweet of you. But so we haven't spoken in about 15 months or so. So how are you doing physically, spiritually? It sounds like you're doing great spiritually, but I don't want to assume anything. So uh, how, how are you doing? Like, you feel like vibrant and 
Good to go? Uh, it's up and down a little bit. Um, yeah. Physically, I feel just fine. Mm -hmm. A little tired sometimes, but physically, I'm doing fine. Um, my job's been a little tough. There's been some, um, I don't know, unnecessarily bureaucracy at work that's been kind of getting, getting everyone down a bit. And so that's where mm -hmm. uh, it's been... Honestly, I think that's why I've been used to fast more this year because I'm not used to. Uh, I'm used to work being challenging. Um, I wouldn't like it if it wasn't challenging. I don't like being bored. I've certainly not been bored, but um, I don't know. It's been it's been a bit of a up and down year. Mm. Mm. Uh, so that's probably that's the emotional side. The spiritual side is a bit of the same. Mm. Uh, we had a, last last year we had a, Ed and I had a bit of a big disappointment, which kind of made things a bit shaky with with God for a little while there. Mm. So. Still kind of recovering from that a bit. Mm hmm. Hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Do you? What's that? You're welcome. I didn't share anything. <laughs> well, I know, but <laughs> I won't press you for more unless you desire to. But I was gonna a uh, little press. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fine too. Um. I was going to, I will press you just a bit to say, um, you know, how have you seen the Lord come through this year? How, or, or are you still in a place where you're like, actually, I'm still pretty shaken. So, um, Well, so I've seen the Lord come through. My mom had a, she had a pretty bad, bad accident in March. She fell down the stairs and she broke her neck and her eye socket and her wrist. Um, mm -hmm. She's almost 80, but praise God. I mean, God mm -hmm. saved her. And I'm so thankful for that. My dad had cancer last year. Uh, mm -hmm. He had surgery. The surgery went well, but the recovery went terribly. And we thought he was, I mean, there was a chance he was going to die last year. And, I feel so blessed. My parents were down last weekend and they're both sitting next to me at church watching naked baptized. And I just was so thankful. That mm. He doesn't have to do that. And he doesn't promise that he's going to save anyone. And there's plenty of people mm. who, you know, terrible things happen and, and God doesn't choose to, you know, um, save them at that time. So I feel so just blessed that my parents are still, mm they're getting better mm -hmm. um, personally I'm I guess I'm I'm learning relearning what it means to hear God's voice because last year I mm -hmm. I felt like I felt very strongly like I was hearing something from the Lord and then it became very clear that it was very wrong mm -hmm. and so then then it's just been a a kind of a long period of okay how does god 
does God whisper to you? Does he, does, mm. does he whisper? Does his spirit whisper to you? Or is it, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I can read the Bible and that's one thing I know for sure, right? The Bible is the word of God. Mm-hmm. That is what I go back to. Mm-hmm. Um, for a few years prior to that, I, I had been getting a little more comfortable feeling like, you know, okay, pray, listen, and then uh, attribute some things that I was thinking or feeling. I was like, I was hearing to the Lord mm-hmm. and just, I'm not terribly comfortable with that mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure because I, because I interpreted that wrong. Mm. Okay. Now I'm, now I'm trying to figure out again, I can go back to the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know, I know that what the words, what's in the Bible is true. And I know that that's God's word. Mm-hmm. So that's what I confidently lean on. Mm. And I'm not confident in how he's speaking. Mm-hmm. I have a thought on that. Do you, can I, can I share it? And then, and then I want to know your thoughts on what I share, because um, something I, I often think about with the Lord is, is um, that he, he's so far above our ways mm-hmm. and his thoughts are so far above our thoughts. And and yet we know he's near and he draws near and he, and he, he, he kind of, in one sense, even, even the point of salvation, like he, he unblinds us and he gives us, you know, um, vision and he helps us see him, you know, there's lots of, of nearness to our God. And yet there's still that, that, um, awe and fear with the the old Bibles would say fear, you know? And I just wonder if like, um, I guess my, my thought is I've, I've called him the, the fast footed one, like the, the quick footed one for like 20 years or something, mostly to myself. But, um, but it's been like, um, like just when you think you've got him, yeah. he just seems to rush ahead somewhere, yeah. and then beckons us to come or something, you know. Yeah. And so I guess I'm I'm curious, like um, as you've explored that thought, and and even it sounds like may, maybe hit like a roadblock, if you will, or hit something that mm-hmm. that was not God thought it was. It's not. Mm-hmm. What's your thought on? Could it be that he's just he's just again he's just like he's not going to be cornered or boxed in uh, yes to his word. And that's really, that's the, that's the limit of his, of his full um, revelation, if you will, mm-hmm. Jesus in the word. And then everything else is kind of right. like, maybe you get him, maybe you don't like, he's, he's going to be a little shifty, you know, right. uh, uh, which is a little frustrating, but also godlike. But anyhow, what are your thoughts on that? Do you have a thought? It, do you, does that resonate with you, or you're more like, yeah, I don't know. Some there's something else. I'm missing something. I mean, the part that resonates with me is that he's so far. His ways are not. We try to make him like us, but mm. he's we're like him, not the other way around. Mm. Mm. That was profound. Huh? <laughs> that was profound. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, we could stop right there. We could just be done. Yeah, that's a really good thought. <laughs> no, I really want to hear more. But, but gosh, yeah, amen to that. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, I I love the Chronicles of Narnia. Yes, amen. That's what I was thinking. But it, I just love the the picture that C.S. Lewis paints of Aslan. Um, you know he's good, but you don't know his next move, and you don't know why he does the things that he does. But you know that he's good. That's mm-hmm. that's what you know. You know that God is good. You know that he's he's strong and all powerful, but you he's not the genie in the bottle that's just going to do whatever you want him to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We know him as much as we can know him. And mm-hmm. Praise God for the for what we do know of him. Mm. I do like to um, another thing that C.S. Lewis said was that um, so he had two friends. He had uh, J.R.R. Tolkien and then another guy. I don't remember who the, the uh, name was. I only know the one guy. But <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them died. Mm. And um, he was saying that the dimension of the other friend. So after the one friend died, the dimension of the other friend just wasn't there anymore. Like a, mm. an aspect of his personality wasn't there anymore because this friend had drawn it out of him. Wow. And his his point is that you can only know God. You can't know God, just you and God. Mm. You know God through community because that's the way God intended it, you know, through the body, through the, the body of believers. And so mm-hmm. to really know God, you have to know the other believers who know God because they mm-hmm. pull out different aspects of him. Wow. They see yeah. different aspects. Hmm. That that resonates with me too, because yeah, you know we're Americans, right? We're very individualistic, and just me and God. That's kind of often how I think, but mm-hmm. it's not true. I mean, the Bible's mm-hmm. clear that that's not true. You really do need the body of believers to to fully experience experience as much as God as much of God as you can. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. thank you, you for sharing that? that. What's that? What do you think of that? Well, um, <laughs> what I think is the word community, this is what I've been thinking, is the word community is a buzzword, and um, that's kind of a word that we use a lot, it seems like, in the church now. Uh-huh. And, and I... I'm not so sure. I'm totally buying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not meaning to offend any podcast listeners, um, but uh, I liked it. I liked it when you went to the body. That was like a that's a good biblical reference. And then the church. Yeah, that seems like a good reference. Anyhow, that, that's what I thought. Yeah, but I agree with the sentiment, and I understand why we we do need. The body. I mean, we need the community. That's that's that seems reasonable to any person to know that. But gosh, we do seem to not really appreciate it. Or, you know, like it's something I've been thinking about with as a church planter is, um, you know, like so not only um, within the local expression of the church, but then the city expression of the church and then the nation and the nations and then historically. And so it's like, I mean, I think about that stuff a lot, but, but the heart of it is, 
is as a church guy, I'm, as a pastor, I, I sometimes can get insulated to, okay, what's our expression? And somehow our expression is enough. And I don't usually, honestly, I don't usually think that. Okay, that's not where my mind goes. But I'm not saying it's not, I'm not tempted to go there or I'm not, it, it's not maybe an undercurrent to the way I live, you know, and I have to constantly sort of break out of that and yeah. and and kind of in, be very intentional to say, um, no, there's other yeah. expressions. And not only are they good, and that's kind yeah. of the, you know, let me bless you and you go over there and I go over here. But actually, no, no, actually, we actually need each other right. to really see God more clearly. And, and of course, for the world to see yeah. God more clearly, too. So that's what I think what you said but my first thought was the community word that was where my mind went <laughs> uh, that's probably not good no 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 i i do believe the, the words for sure so um yeah anyhow so okay you mentioned the book fasting is that the name yeah okay mm -hmm. well need i want to get the details later because i'll okay. put it in in the notes and people can maybe go out and buy it or use it. Um, but what other, what other resources would, do you have, do you, do you normally turn to, you've mentioned the Bible for sure. Um, but and, yeah. any, any resources that you would recommend if, if people want to keep going in the faith, they're busy, they're, they're driven, they're, they're juggling lots of roles. Mm -hmm. They're responsible for lots of things or people and, and they want to keep following Jesus. Do you have a reference or resource? Um, so for sure, the Chronicles of Narnia. Yes. Yes. Have those because they're amazing books. I'm so happy to read them with my kids, and I can't wait till we can read them again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wild, and we'll start over again. I love those books, though. I love the stories, and like every story is really just good in itself. But then there's like two or three nuggets that are like punchy with some kind of God truth. Okay. Well, you'll get to the other resources, but give me a nugget from the, cause I too love the, the Chronicles and I've got my nuggets and you've probably got your nuggets. And so here's a chance we can see God more clearly. Let's <laughs> do this little body thing, this community okay. thing. Give me a nugget. I was just thinking about this the other morning. Um, how, so there's the four, Heavensy Kids, mm -hmm. and Lucy is the youngest, mm -hmm. and she has like the most beautiful, pure, sweet, innocent relationship with Aslan, where mm -hmm. she just loves him. She just loves him. That's mm -hmm. all. And the other kids who are a little bit older, like they're a little bit more afraid of him, or they're like they treat him with more kind of holy reverence. But mm -hmm. Lucy, just as soon as she sees him, she goes up and she gives him a big hug, mm -hmm. and. You can tell in the book, he, Aslan, the lion, has this special relationship with Lucy, too. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, when I see Jesus, when I go to heaven, how am I going to be? Yeah. Am I going to run up and give him a big hug? I would love, I would love to do that. That's not me, though. Like, I, that's, like, that was my prayer then. I would, oh, that's good. I long for that. I long for, to to have that closeness with God that when I see him, there's no fear and there's no intimidation. Mm. There's no mm. wondering if it's right, if it's acceptable, but just yeah. all, right. 
Yeah. So that was one. Oh, that's so good. I've like got chills on that one. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So what's one of your nuggets? Well, first let me respond to yours because that's so good. But okay, so my my thought, I wonder, and I can't corner God, so I don't know. But if that's your heart prayer, I gotta imagine that that is the reality to be. You know, like like when that moment comes, with there's not gonna be any fear, there's not gonna be any any doubt. Mm. So I just wonder if that is your real heart's prayer. Um, I can't imagine Aslan would deny you that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And so here's my quick thought is, I wonder what the Lord might have for you in this lifetime, this side of that moment, mm-hmm. um, where he, where he would, he would want that abandonment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's those moments. There's going to be moments. They're not all. They're not always there, but maybe those moments where where you're like, eh, should I? And it, you know, perhaps the Lord would be saying, mm-hmm. just give yourself. You know, I'd, let me become a little more undignified, like David said. So, yeah. um, anyhow, but yeah, for me, uh, there's lots. I mean, golly, yeah, many, many, many for sure. Like I'm sure, like you. But the thought that comes to mind is um, we actually did a cheer here as a church. Uh, we've been trying to celebrate every seeming victory. Who knows if they are not. <laughs> We're just trying. Oh, look, you wiggled your little finger today. That sounds great. Let's let's cheer that, you know. That's a reference to um, Princess Bride. Bride. But, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, so um, we, so last year it was spontaneous, but, um but I said, okay, at the end of every announced victory, we would say for, let's see, I think it was for for Jesus, for Allium, for Narnia, and Allium's our church name. And it was it was it was coming from the Chronicles because I'm I'm always struck at their um, when they go into battle, it's their cry, you know. Yeah. But there's this sense of like, it's not just for Aslan, which is, I think, would be enough in my estimation like for jesus you know that seems like okay that's as good as it gets you know you got king of the universe and king above all kings i mean let's just kind of cheer him on and we move on but they don't stop there lewis goes into into narnia too and that to me just strikes me and i'm not so sure why he did it but for me what it the way it impact the nugget for me is is life's about um, the Lord, but also like the kingdom, the, the kingdom to come. And and this this sense of like, well, what's what's a king without a kingdom? And what's a kingdom without a king? Like they kind of have to be together. And so let it be more than just some spiritual, yes, I bow to you, O king, but let it also be for the land, for the for the place my feet are on, you know, that the terra firma, you know. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, no, that too is important. Because he's he's over all of that. So anyhow, that just strikes me. And so we added our church name too, because it's kind of like, well, like this is important. Like it's, yeah. otherwise, it's not like that's really a big cool. deal. Yeah. So that's kind of shaped our last year. Here's our church. So yeah. What are your thoughts on that? No, I like it. It ties in with the love your love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. 
mm-hmm. first and second greatest commandments that ties right in. It's not just love the Lord your God, stop. It's love the Lord your God and then love mm-hmm. your God as well. Yeah, that's good. There so it ties in, Rudy. I can they see. are tied in. Yeah. All, all the law and the prophets rest on these two, yeah. two commands. So that's really, really good. Um, any other resources? resources? Wait, would say you, it again. Would you like to hear my other resources? Yes, yes. I just, yes. Go. Okay. So for podcasts, mm-hmm. I, there's a few that I love. Mm. Timothy Keller. You yep. know Tim, Timothy Keller? I I think I've listened to all of every sermon that he's got out there. I just love, I love the way he teaches the word because he starts with the word and he explains the word. It's not like he doesn't talk about Christian living. He talks about the word and he mm-hmm. teaches everyone what the word saying. So I, I really love that. Jill mm-hmm. Briscoe, another one of my favorite teachers. Mm-hmm. Jill Briscoe. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. So I why, really, the, why, why, why Jill? She has uh, just an incredible perspective on everything. She's an an older lady. Mm-hmm. She so her husband when when she had young kids, she was home with them in England while her husband was a traveling evangelist, basically. So she'd be home with kids for months at a time. And she was, she wasn't content to um, just do that. And so she'd put the kids to bed in the, at night and she would go downtown and she would mm-hmm. preach or teach the word to like the street kids. And this is what she did every night. And just her love for God is just incredible. And her perspective on things is just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just learn a lot from from her style of teaching and what she has to say. Mm-hmm. And then for books, one of my favorite books, I really love reading books about missionaries. Mm-hmm. Because it's really encouraging to me of, wow, these people do like a lot better than I do in terms of for God. <laughs> <laughs> but The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom is mm-hmm. one of the best books ever. Mm-hmm. Just seeing uh, or hearing reading about how how her how she experienced God in the concentration camps and mm-hmm. just incredible. And that's I think that's why I love reading these books about the missionaries and just how they see God showing up in their circumstances. It mm. really builds my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, it also makes me think, again, I'm kind of a loser compared to these guys. <laughs> but... <laughs> Besides that, it's really cool to see. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, Keller's got his um, blessed self-forgetfulness thought or whatever. I'm sure yeah. you've listened to it. So that's where that that keeps those thoughts down. Where I'm a loser. No, you're yeah. not. That's you're, you're on the 11:38 podcast. Let that be a. Solo because you can't afford these other people, Rudy. <laughs> oh, there you go. And I don't know them either, so that's my deal there. Hey, I'm really glad to to have you. So, um, okay, I I think I, I think you've touched on this, but how are you hearing from God these days? It sounds like it's it's the word. 
primarily. But what what are do you have anything else to add? I mean, it's, it's the word, and then again, listening to different teachings, having um, having good discussions with people about how they're experiencing God. That's always helpful as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm again, I'm I'm still trying to kind of get back to learning how to have direct. Right. To be able to trust that if I feel like God is speaking something to me, that it's actually God speaking something to me and not just me speaking something to me and attributing it to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so primarily through through the word and through other people at this point. Okay. And When you think about, I think I mentioned earlier, it might have been off camera, um, but my dad, you know, walked with the Lord for several decades before he passed. And he would always tell me when we were parting ways to go forward in the name of Jesus. And I just like that phrase. I've kind of thought about it over the years. At first, I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I've kind of started to embrace it. And ever since his passing 10, 11 years ago, I've kind of just taken that on as my own and some form of fashion and lately it's really been coming out a lot more so lately being the last couple years um so the podcast is that's the intention of the podcast is to help us any listener who's trying to follow the lord to go forward in the name of jesus so uh for you how long have you been walking with the lord and then what are what's any kind of um any pieces of advice you've given a lot already but just for you, when you think about, okay, tomorrow I'm going to wake up, how are you going to go forward in the name of Jesus? What, what does that even mean to you? So how long have you been walking with the Lord? Take the phrase and apply it. Give us something to do. Give yeah. us something to live. <laughs> well, I became a Christian when I was a kid. I don't remember exactly when I accepted the Lord. Um, I would say my faith really became my own when I was in college. Mm-hmm. When I kind of um, examined the faith that I had that was primarily based on my parents' faith and really kind of turned the corner and made it my own faith and chose to live the rest of my life based on the beliefs that I now owned. Mm. So a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was the phrase? Go forth in the name of Jesus. Go forward in the name of Jesus. I'll tell you one thing, one good thing, Rudy, about being 41. Mm-hmm. There's, a lot, there's actually a lot of good things about being 41. My friend, my mm-hmm. friend Allison, was just saying she's three months older than me. Mm-hmm. She was saying, I like being 41. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's a perspective that I need to adopt. <laughs> <laughs> I just usually wait for myself. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good things about being in your 40s. Um, Mm. A lot of things that were a big deal in your 20s are really not a big deal anymore. Mm. One, the best thing about having kids, besides having the kids themselves, because they're amazing, Mm -hmm. is it really forces you to. Uh, not be the center of your own world anymore. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. which is such a wonderful, valuable gift that God gives us. Yeah. Um, I think for me, going forward in the name of Jesus, is it is every day reminding myself that I am not the main character in my story, that I am the side character in God's story. And uh, asking God every day to help me to represent him well, to use my time that day, my conversations, my uh, interactions with people to uh, represent him and to bring his kingdom to this earth in some small way for some some person. Mm-hmm. Some person. But we we are how God works in this world. He he chooses to work through where the, we are the temple. Mm-hmm. We are he doesn't live in the temple anymore. He lives in in each of us who believes. Yeah. And so I think that's why it's so important for me to um, spend time with him in the mornings to get that perspective, to reaffirm that perspective that um, my life is not about me. My life is to be a reflect to to use the gifts and the talents and everything that he's uniquely built in me to reflect him mm-hmm. to. Um, show, bring his kingdom to earth in some way. Mm. Yeah, that's that is well said. Thank you. Oh, thanks. I stood around it a bit. So <laughs> no, it's that's great. It's really good. Um, can I pray that for you? That would be awesome. That'd be great. Okay. Uh, Father, thank you for my friend and my sister, um, Jenny, here. And just thank you, Lord, for her life and uh, those those years of walking with you and her um, uh, finding you in, in, with even more fervor. And uh, thank you, Lord, for the lessons that she's learned in you over the years and, and how she's gotten to know you and she walks with you all of these years later, Lord, as I said earlier, she's so kind and so uh, committed. And I just, I just consider those both gifts from you, Lord, that you've given to her to give to the world and to the church. And so thank you, Lord, for my friend. And I do pray God that you would, um, you would continue to, um, not only, lift her eyes um, heavenward that she would say, yes, he is the Holy one and set apart and above all me and everything else. But also Lord, you would draw her close and you would, uh, as your word says, incline your ear into your voice that she would incline her ear into you and, um, and that you would speak Lord and she would know it's you. And Lord, I pray that you would give her um, faith and eyes to see where you're working and what you're doing. And Lord, you would strengthen her for the days ahead and whatever may come, Lord, in the season of trial and that perhaps the the, the season link, uh, lengthening or kind of um, lingering, um, Lord, I pray that you would continue to 
reveal in her and to grow in her what you desire out of this season um, as it's kind of uh, tarried longer than she would want, it sounds like, as it re- relates to some of those difficulties. And so, God, I pray that that you, Lord, would be the God of this season for her, and you, Lord, would be the God of C.S. Lewis to her, the one who is not tame, who is wild, um, who won't be cornered or um, or counseled. And yet you're the one who welcomes us to run into your arms and to embrace you with abandon. And so, Lord, I pray that that, that balance, that kindness and conviction, those two things that I, I know are present in her would be lived out, Lord, in a daily way um, that would bless many, many people. And that her, Lord, she would be alive in you um, in that way. So um, I do pray, God, you'd protect her and take care of her as she travels so often and leads so many people. Um, Lord, I pray that you would continue to beckon her to you and she would be the woman of, um, of um, just, again, conviction that would, that would just be a blessing to all that encounter her, as, as I know I am and so many others are as well, Lord. So um, that is to say blessed by her, not that we're that person. Um, so, God, thank you for this time and this moment um, for our friendship, Lord, that spans now, I think, a decade, basically. Um, that's really cool, Lord. So I appreciate that as well. We pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, thanks, Jenny. Thanks for that time, that interview, and uh, your your willingness to uh, share your heart and some of your wisdom there to um, help all of us who are listening to be able to pursue the Lord and stay close to Him. Um, I just look forward to get a, getting a chance to catch up with you again, uh, and Ed and the boys. Um, hopefully, we can visit you guys soon, or or you can come out and visit us. So, uh, but everybody else who's listening, thanks for listening to the Eleven Thirty Eight podcast. Um, we're doing this project to try to encourage all of us to keep going in the Lord and to go forward in His name. And so, uh, if you're enjoying this podcast so far, please subscribe if you haven't already. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple um, Podcasts, and uh, we are on YouTube, and um, also on Podbean. So we'll get in some other places soon, but um, hopefully that covers most of our bases. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. I hope that this uh, time together has uh, is going to help us all go forward in the name of Jesus. So until next time, we'll talk to you soon.